0: Hello and welcome to Speaking Startup, Missouri Business Alert's podcast covering the news and issues important to Missouri entrepreneurs. I'm Jack Anstein.
1: And I'm Casey Murray. On today's episode, we'll hear from two entrepreneurial experts about how the current pandemic-related recession is different from recessions of the past, and what entrepreneurs can learn from that.
0: And later, we'll hear from Sarah Hill with augmented and virtual reality startup Helium to hear what lessons she's learned running her business
1: plus we'll have this week's headlines digits and other startup news you need to know
0: so what are we waiting for let's speak startup so casey this week is our spring break are you doing anything exciting
1: i am actually i'm going to miami with two of my closest friends
0: that sounds like a lot of fun what will you be doing
1: we're gonna do a lot of eating and you know sitting on the beach and drinking mimosas, so I'm really excited, but what are you gonna be doing?
0: Well, I'm very jealous. Um, my stream break will be much less exciting than that, but I will be at my parents' house back in Kansas City, just resting and recovering and preparing for the rest of my semester.
1: Well, that's definitely really important too. I know we all need a week off every now and then.
0: For sure, and we'll be taking the week off from Speaking Startup next week, so there won't be a new episode. But we'll be back the following week with more business news.
1: But with that, let's go ahead and get to the headlines. St. Louis-based ag tech startup Covercress announced Wednesday it has secured $8 million in funding that will allow it to launch a newly developed crop. Bungie Ventures, the venture arm of St. Louis agribusiness company Bungie, led the funding. The funding announcement follows a $5 million funding round last April. Covercress plans for the new crop's full commercial planting to begin in the fall of 2022.
0: Rivervest Venture Partners a Clayton-based venture capital firm, has raised $275 million for its fifth fund. After the oversubscribed offering, the company now manages assets of $1.6 billion. In its 20 years, Riverfest has invested in 55 early-stage medical companies. 18 of those have been sold and 8 have gone public. The firm's St. Louis investments include Arch Oncology, a cancer drug startup, and Adarza Biosystems a diagnostic company.
1: The Black Pantry, a Kansas City-based pop-up shop that sells home goods, food products, and other items made by Black entrepreneurs, is now set to open its first brick and mortar storefront in early April. The opening was sparked by a partnership between the Black Pantry and local marketplace Made in KC. The storefront will be located at Made in KC's new location in Midtown Kansas City. Along with the new opening, the Black Pantry plans to expand its product line and continue hosting pop-ups.
0: The Kansas City Chamber of Commerce launched the Small Business Superstar Campaign earlier this month as a way to celebrate local business leaders. More than 1,200 Kansas City area businesses have been nominated as part of the campaign. One goal of the campaign is to emphasize minority-owned businesses and help the chamber become more inclusive. Recipients that choose to pursue a chamber membership will be eligible to receive the Mr. K Small Business of the Year Award that is awarded to a company that shows growth, sustainability, and community involvement
1: Did you know that rates of entrepreneurial activity goes up during periods of high unemployment?
0: I've heard that before, but I don't completely understand why.
1: I spoke with two entrepreneurship experts this week to further investigate the trend and to think about how understanding past recessions could help entrepreneurs during the pandemic. The first expert, Dane Stangler, is the Director of Strategic Initiatives at the Bipartisan Policy Center. He said the trend of increased entrepreneurship during times of high unemployment is well demonstrated
2: has been a long kind of lineage of research showing that what's called entrepreneurial activity rises with the unemployment rate.
1: However, he also said in past recessions, not every measure of entrepreneurship has gone up. The research most people cite is done by the census survey that's taken every three months, which asks about entrepreneurial activity. Other measures, like the number of employer firms there are, or the number of applications for an employer identification number with the IRS, have actually dropped significantly in recessions of the past. Stangler says that after the 2008 crisis, the number for these dropped significantly and never recovered.
0: Yikes. So what's that looking like for the pandemic-based economic slowdown?
1: That's one place where our current recession is changing course. Stangler says new business applications have shot up, along with census numbers.
2: Um, There's been a surge of new business applications in the second half of 2020 and into January 2021.
1: I asked him why that might be.
2: For a lot of people who lose their job, let's say they lose a W-2 job, right, like a full-time job, and they can't get a new one, an attempt at self-employment, a new business, is kind of their next best attempt. So some some researchers call that quote-unquote necessity entrepreneurship,
1: and that brings us to our second expert, Ute Stefan, who's a professor of entrepreneurship at King's College in London. She's been involved in international entrepreneurial research and says recessions can create lasting businesses because they provide an opportunity to
3: start fresh. But we also saw at the same time that for some uh, individuals, the crisis was almost there. I say a positive trigger, so they had long-standing. Ambitions to be an entrepreneur, but they also had a nice job. So there was never any reason, you know, to put all that up for grabs and start the risky endeavor of creating your own business. And so the crisis provided them with that um, trigger.
0: Wow, that's pretty interesting. But I still don't completely understand why the pandemic is having such a different effect on entrepreneurs as compared to past recessions.
1: Stengler has a good answer to that. And it has to do with some other economic factors.
2: I think it's. Kind of the character of the recessions that fell off cliff in two thousand eight, two thousand nine, because it was a very serious financial crisis. People, you know, were losing their savings, didn't have money. The government had a more limited response. Now today, we saw, you know, significant government response. You know, the household savings rate, personal savings rate, is at like ridiculously all time highs. But the nature of the businesses started is very different. So no one was going to start a restaurant right in the middle of shutdown, but. The biggest category of of that new business application surge we saw in the second half of 2020 was actually
0: online retail stores, like e-commerce. I see. So the industries that are expanding
1: are different. Exactly. Certain industries have really been hurt by the pandemic, as we know. But the pandemic has also opened doors in others. And recessions have a lot of potential to give rise to highly successful, high-growth companies.
0: I haven't heard that before.
1: According to analysis Stangler was involved in, over half of Fortune 500 companies were either founded during recession or a bear market. He said this is partly because of how hard recessions can be on large companies.
2: Big companies can, you know, bear a disproportionate burden than small smaller companies. We definitely saw that in 2008-2009, we've seen it in other uh, recessions. If you're going to start a new business, your competitors are hurting. It's a good it's a good time to capitalize on that opportunity. There's a big talent exodus in a recession when people lose their jobs. Like, that's talent. That's, you know, human capital that gets redeployed, reallocated into new companies.
0: I hadn't thought about that before, but it makes sense. Startups are usually able to pivot quicker and be more nimble than large companies. So if there's opportunity in a market, even during a recession, they're in a good position to take advantage.
1: Absolutely. And that nimbleness is actually one main thing Stefan says can get companies through hard economic times.
3: So we're looking at this across um, now 23 countries, which roughly represent half the world's GDP and half the world's population. And what we see there is quite a striking consistent pattern across countries that entrepreneurs who start to act and explore new opportunities, they seem to drive benefits both in terms of maintaining their mental well-being, which is quite essential because we do see a lot of businesses going out of business because the business owners can't bear the stress any longer.
1: Stefan says that taking advantage of new opportunities and taking care of mental health are really important differentiators in what businesses survive.
3: If you can, try and experiment. don't um, Even though everything feels threatened, don't um, go into this mindset of uh, wait until things get better. Um, and I think most entrepreneurs actually uh, have more of a mindset of looking for new opportunities anyway, but uh, that really seems to be a key factor in how you can get beyond that. And also look after your own well-being, because I think entrepreneurs are so used to, you know, working hard, being in charge. And then when all of this control is taken away because there is a pandemic, it can be quite tough. And sometimes one's own well-being and stress levels and sleep is the last thing one thinks one can allow uh, yourself to look after. But it's really, really critical because without that, um, there might be no business.
0: That seems like great advice to me especially because we just did a story about how important sleep is to entrepreneurship.
1: I know. Self-care, as well as the search for new market potential, is a big deal when it comes to making a business last.
0: We are now joined by Missouri Business Alert reporter, Clavia Liang. Clavia, you recently heard a presentation from Sarah Hill, the founder of a company called Helium. Can you tell us more about Hill and Helium?
4: Yes, Hill is the CEO and chief storyteller at Helium, a Columbia startup that makes augmented and virtual reality to help people improve their mental wellness.
0: So people can use augmented and virtual reality to cope with anxiety and stress? How does that work?
4: First, users put on wearable devices, and then they open the app to get immersive experiences in different settings. After starting their journeys, they can control the virtual environment based on their brand patterns and heart rates showing in the app.
0: How did she come up with the idea of starting the business?
4: She started the company in 2015 and got inspiration from her own experience. She was a broadcast journalist covering trauma in different newsrooms for 20 years. Gradually, she found that covering traumatic issues impacted her mental health negatively,
5: leaving her with an urge to find solutions to reduce stress. So 10 years ago, stress made me sick. Um, I worked for great companies over the years, and it it wasn't necessarily my occupation or the companies that made me sick. Um, It was my own media diet that I was choosing to consume, uh, covered a lot of of trauma. Uh, Interviewed families that's lost children. We went in with the trauma teams in the aftermath of the tsunami in Sri Lanka and, and, and Indonesia ultimately developed an inability to sleep. And if you're not sleeping well, that snowballs into other things and my anxiety made me sick. So developed Helium for me, as well as the hundreds of thousands of people out there who struggle with sleep.
0: Interesting. So what did it take to go from that idea to an actual business? What sort of challenges did she encounter?
4: According to Hugh, one of the biggest challenges for her was lack of access to startup funding
5: resource uh, strapped was was the largest uh, ch- w- largest challenge in our area. We have the talent here uh, you know we're in a, an area w- with digital creatives uh, but it was finding those funds in order to be able to finance product development.
4: Hill and her team successfully found ways to generate the capital needed to grow the company
5: service based projects with some blue chip chip companies like Google and Facebook, they paid us to create VR. And that is something that I, I would recommend to other entrepreneurs in the audience that if you don't have funds right now in order to fund your product development, Find a service-based revenue stream that can sustain your business and finance that product development uh, uh, until you either become profitable or until you're able to, profitable number one, which is is preferred. Um, and then if you're not able to become profitable, that you can um, get investment.
0: That is good advice. Did she share more insights about starting a business during the presentation for local
4: entrepreneurs? Yes. She emphasized the importance of family
5: support. Before you start any um, entrepreneurial endeavor, you have to make sure that they are on board with you first, because they are the ones who are going to be sacrificing their time, their money, your your mental presence. Um, So really make sure that they're um, on board with with what you're doing.
0: Those are all important lessons for local entrepreneurs. So looking forward, what's on the horizon for Sarah Hill and Helium?
5: The company
4: is promoting itself as an option for treating anxiety and other mental health issues tied to the pandemic. And the startup was just named to the new cohort for Stadia Ventures, an accelerator that works to help companies speed up growth.
0: Wow, lots to keep an eye on. Thanks for updating us, Clavia.
4: Thanks for having me.
1: Get to the digits of the week, the numbers that matter most in Missouri entrepreneurship. My digit this week is 82%.
0: Interesting. Why?
1: That's the percentage of people who would pay extra to support a company with values that align with theirs, according to the St. Louis startup RIDI. The startup, which launched this year, has designed a tool to track how a company's values impact its bottom line, which RIDI calls value equity. The company uses AI to score brands in 20 categories, which includes things like sustainability and innovation. Riddy's goal is to help companies navigate an increasingly value-driven consumer landscape. What's yours?
0: 4,000.
1: Okay, why 4,000?
0: That's the number of units the company Step and Pull sold per day after the onset of the pandemic last year. That compared to about 13,000 total for the entire year before, according to the Springfield Business Journal. Step and Pull makes a hands-free door opener that lets people open doors with their feet, which became popular as people looked to reduce virus spread we talked to the company's founders here on Speaking Startup amid that spike in demand last spring. The surge in sales helped Steppenpol's founders earn an invitation to pitch on the popular TV show Shark Tank. The episode is scheduled to air April 2nd.
1: That just about concludes our episode. We just need our closing thought. Here's Dane Stangler, Director of Strategic Initiatives at the Bipartisan Policy Center, talking about one of the key lessons today's entrepreneurs can take from past recessions. You
2: know, one of the key lessons that emerges out of past recessions for entrepreneurs is um, that like conserving your cash flow is like a really important, you know, in good times, it's a little, it's easier to be a little bit looser about that, but you got to be really diligent and tight about it in, you know, recessionary times.
0: That's all for this week's episode. This has been Speaking Startup for Missouri Business Alert. This episode was produced edited, and hosted by Casey Murray and me, Jack Anstein. Our theme music was produced by Elliot Bowman. We'll speak to you next time.